Welcome to A Fuller Life, an encouraging and uplifting podcast hosted by Brad Fuller. Brad and his wife Kathy live in Coshocton, Ohio. Together they own and operate Good Boy Bakery in Roscoe Village. Currently, Brad is an entrepreneur and professional musician playing music all around Ohio and beyond. We sincerely hope you enjoy this installment of A Fuller Life. Good day, friends, and welcome to my podcast, A Fuller Life. We are coming to you from the Homestead Studio in beautiful Coshocton, Ohio, and today we will explore gardens and what we plan to grow, maybe not in the literal sense. We will also give our hometown props to a group that is a mainstay in our town, and I will issue us, you and me, a challenge for the week. Thanks for listening. I am Brad Fuller, and this is A Fuller Life. If you live in our neck of the woods, you know that we have had a pretty mild winter. And that's both good and bad. Good because I have not picked up my snow shovel all winter long, and the temps have been, for the most part, pretty unseasonably warm. But as we've been told, we also need a good cold stretch to help control things like the insect population when summer comes. However, according to some articles that I have read lately, suggests that that is not completely true either. So... I will stop saying that in routine weather conversations, but nonetheless, the warm temperatures do remind us that spring is almost here, and we turn our thoughts to outside activities. Many folks are already preparing their gardening plans. When to till the soil, what to plant, flowers, veggies, other plant life, there's a lot to think about. Kathy and I have a nice piece of ground behind our house that used to be a garden when I was a kid. My Grandpa Dean would turn the soil with his rototiller, and he would grow a wonderful garden, as I remember it. That particular piece of ground has not been a garden for well over 40 years. That is until a few years ago when my neighbor asked if he would till it and put it into a garden and share some of his produce, if that would be okay with me. And I was all for that because I would love the experience of having a garden back in that space, bringing back that childhood memory, and equally as important, I would not have to mow up there all summer long. So the garden in the backyard was reborn. My neighbor spent hours cultivating his garden and had some great results, because we know that hard work most always equates to success, and it was true in this case. But as gardeners know... Growing a garden can be very hard work. Weeds will take over seemingly overnight, and you need to care for and give much attention to the plants that you expect to be fruitful. Some require more care than others. Some may produce less than you expect, even though you tended them very well. Conversely, some that you gave a lot of attention to, or a little attention to, rather, may be your best producers. You just never know how the garden will grow. 
We have plans and expectations, and we weed the garden accordingly with hopes that our expectations of it come true. So, this seems like the perfect time to insert a life-to-garden metaphor, don't you think? Yes, I think so too, so I think I will. Thank you. Of course, the garden metaphor can easily be used to describe our lives. Everything around us, on a physical plane, the way we think, our spirituality, all of it, can be compared to a gardener. Or a garden, rather. And we are the gardener. We decide what's a plant, what's a pull, what to feed, what to nurture. We have the opportunity to somewhat control what grows in our garden. Somewhat. There are always outside elements that can hinder or help the garden grow. But we do have a great deal of control. So metaphorically speaking, our garden will need to be weeded. A lot. Weeds grow in all aspects of our life. And weeds must be eradicated. Well, maybe. But what are weeds after all? Well, in the traditional garden, garden setting... They're also plants. They're just trying to make it like any other plant would. But maybe we did not plant them ourselves there, and they are using up the resources that are intended for the plants that will bear fruit for us to eat. Well, therein lies the paradox of weeds. They are only called weeds because they are unwanted. They all have their own names and their own purposes, Maybe they just don't fit into your plan for your garden. Some so-called weeds are even edible and have nutritious value of their own. Some are used for medical purposes, and some are just beautiful to look at. Think uh, about Queen Anne's Lace or Wild Morning Glories, even dandelions. I think dandelions are attractive. Have you ever eaten dandelion greens, cooked them up, or had dandelion wine? Yeah, they're only weeds because we call them that. So metaphorically, maybe we should refer to weeds as plants that don't fit into our gardening plan at this time. Sounds a little PC, doesn't it? But yes, some do use resources intended for other plants. So we remove them so that our productive plants that are working in our favor can better flourish. Now, the garden metaphor can also be applied to relationships. And let me be clear here, I'm not saying that I think you should remove certain people from your life or from your garden. I'm just suggesting that we take a good look to see what relationships are growing and producing fruit and which ones are requiring a lot of attention and your time and nurturing and not offering anything in return. Sometimes, though, there's someone in your garden that is broken and may need help. We do care for them without the expectation of anything in return. That's what humans do. I'm, but I'm talking about the blatant, for one of a better term, resource suckers who give nothing in return. Maybe it's time to simply water them less, give them less of your light to consume. I do like this metaphor. It's been around for a long time. And it can be used to help us grow more productive thoughts and habits, too. And frankly, it can free us from unhealthy relationships. With less out there to steal our water and our nurturing, perhaps we can focus our attention on a more healthy garden.
my hometown props today go to a very dedicated group of people who are working diligently to help facilitate the resurgence of our downtown Main Street area. Our town, Coshocton, is a group of citizens who have produced change in our community. Not just talked about it, they have produced change. They have joined with other groups outside of our town to bring things like a destination of a downtown as a historic district. And with that, investors can realize some tax incentives when they put their capital back into these buildings. They are this and so much more. You can check them out online at OurTownCoshocton.org. My challenge to us today is from our earlier topic about gardening and growing what we want in our lives. I suggest that this week we purposefully tend to our thoughts as if they were plants growing in a garden. Cultivate the ones that you see producing fruit and pull and discard the ones that simply take up valuable space and resources and give nothing in return. Water the good stuff and soon we can share what we have grown with others. Hey, thanks for being my supporter today. I sincerely hope that my thoughts and ideas that I put out via this podcast will become seeds and land in fertile soil in someone else's garden. This is A Fuller Life, and I hope yours is as well. <laughs>